following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, and I'm here with my main man, the OG, the the throwback. The he's back off a uh, off a hiatus here. Gave a man a little break after the uh, after the Super Bowl ended, and you know let him let him catch up with life. Taylor T Wave, the return of the Mac. What's up? Well, your microphone sounds like a million dollars over there. I really, I could have listened to that for another twenty minutes. I think that was uh, soothing. <laughs> Uh, listen, enjoyable. I, I got, I got, I got the high tech equipment hooked up for this one. I'm not on, I'm not on my crappy USB gaming headset. I am on the soundboard with legit mic, so we are doing good. Oh, it's crazy. I thought I wasn't poor anymore when I bought my AirPods, but apparently I'm still down here with the penny dwellers. <laughs> well, you know, I do a lot of this podcasting stuff, so I got to have the equipment that you know makes me sound good. I guess. I mean, I bought a dollar store hat because I have AirPods, so. That's where I'm at. I got a dollar <laughs> store beanie and hundred and sixty dollar headphones and kind of like, you know, rims and government assistance. But whatever. <laughs> no man, that's that's that, that's rims on an Escalade. And you're sleeping on the floor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I, listen, everybody can appreciate that. We've all been there. Well, fake it till you make it. One day it'll be real. <laughs> oh, bro, t- times are tough. You know, you just uh, just getting back to it, and just getting back after the uh, the work thing since the COVID has hit hit everybody. So, that is the greatest thing, the equalizer that we can all just generally blame one thing, and no one can really question it. It's kind of quality right now, right? I mean, it's making this country softer than it already is, but it works. <laughs> uh, you know what's not soft is the NFL's. Uh, off season right now and like the the, oh. the nfl's the, the new year of the nfl hasn't even started yet this uh six to midnight with the nfl off season this uh this feels almost like a basketball off season which those are crazy especially with how those teams operate and recruiting and stuff like that this feels very very similar to that in the uh dawn of social media and watching it happen on twitter so yeah, this uh, this is the fun NFL offseason so far, and we haven't really done anything. <laughs> right. I mean, we're like NFL offseason is in its infancy, and there have been some huge, huge things happening. Uh, you know, the Stafford and golf trade between the Rams and the Lions. Love that trade. Love it. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm happy for Stafford on that one because I feel like that's him going to a team that he automatically improves that offense. And you know, goes to a team that will, without question, be the best defense he's played with ever. Yeah, I hope, uh, I do like Stafford, and I hope for his case that, uh, I kind of feel the same way about Rivers. You know, like the dude has just been stuck in this place. Now, Rivers obviously was on some better teams that had real chances. But, I mean, Stafford feels like poor Barry Sanders, you know, just running around by himself down there all the time. You know, and he had... He had a huge weapon and the franchise just, you know, made him hate football. So he retired early. Like, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I hope we see what he, what I think he is, but doesn't get credit for. And I think he'll, hopefully he'll get the right credit that he deserves now over there. Cause he'll be on a bigger stage and 
uh, you know, have a bigger market and hopefully put some wins on the board, which I think will solidify any question that he is clearly a top tier quarterback. He's just plays in Detroit, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a dude that's put up five, 5,000 yard seasons with literally nothing. Yeah. I, we think about, you know, breeze a lot in 5,000 yards, I think, but I'm pretty sure Stafford was the one that invented it because they couldn't run the ball and it was just him. So I could have swore Stafford was one of the first ones to pound out five K's uh, and any sort of regularity. Absolutely. I apologize. It, uh, <laughs> I'm, oh. try, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to load something here for uh, just for free agency stuff. And NFL.com decided, to, yep, there it is again. They are just, they are just pumping. And, and they hit you with I the videos. See. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? They're terrorists. There we go. Yeah, and like NFL and like the, the the major sport network websites are are awful. No, they're all run by Mark Zuckerberg. I'm convinced. Oh, brutal. <laughs> anyway, now that I can hear myself, I'm a conspiracy theorist now. So whatever. <laughs> I have too much time on my hands. I was gonna say, what else are you gonna do when you like live in that sweet ass basement of yours? That is the sweet sweet place. I'm actually upstairs because she's downstairs. I don't even get to do this in the comfort of my own pad. I feel. Like a fish out of water up here. Yeah, I saw she uh, she posted something on the old social media there that she had slid her slid her way downstairs. Yeah, I was. Uh, she sent me a picture that she was down there, and I promptly replied, "How the hell did you do that, and why?" And <laughs> <laughs> made it very clear I would help you when I got home. <laughs> uh, so oh. for, I, did, for those... I didn't bother asking how. By the way, I wanted to know. I just I was already nope. mad. Just bug it. <laughs> nope. And. Uh... You know, for those playing the home game, Taylor is currently working with a hobbled girlfriend. So uh, he has been he's been playing home taker of, on top of getting back to work this week. So he's my man's been busy and he's he's carved out some time for us. So we're going to get after it. You heard you heard, you know, I carved out some time for myself before this with a, a little sweet lovings. And now I feel good. Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we already kind of covered the the Stafford side of that trade a little bit. And, you know, before my distraction with ads in my ears um do, do you think jared goff is shitting a brick uh i know i would be i mean i i hope for his sake because i don't dislike jared goff so i hope for his sake he's got a positive outlook on this but uh i would uh i'd be not be so happy although too i do believe genuinely that detroit is gonna embrace this on a level and goff probably is happy to not be in la as much as I'm sure he likes weapons and defense, I really think that relationship is over. So I'm sure he is happy to at least get a fresh start somewhere. Albeit Detroit. Right. And uh, how so, fun has that division been? Could you imagine being in Detroit all these years, just dealing with the Packers and then the Vikings get the Packers quarterback? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Detroit. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be like Brady leaving New England and going to Miami. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, How, uh, that's that sucks. <laughs> no, I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up. Not uh, taking back. <laughs> I got to realize that Miami's in Florida. It's just to skip away from Tampa. I got to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just looking at the whole thing, like you're. Because the Bears haven't sucked. I mean, they like even at eight and eight, they weren't a bad team. 
Like, like, no, and the, but we're talking about they made the Super Bowl, they won divisions. So those years with Cutler, even think about Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman put a couple of years together. Well, like Detroit's just well, what he was playing with Joey Harrington. <laughs> well, and, and you think about it, like you're talking about, you know, the strong point of the Bears has forever been the defense. So again, if you're Jared Goff, are you shitting bricks? Because uh, you you have to see Khalil Mack twice a year now. Yeah, I mean, last I checked, Detroit still can't run the ball. No, At which you know could one hundred percent change next year. You know, you, you drafted a running back and then decided to make eighty-seven year old Adrian Peterson your workhorse, which made no sense. Nope. Um, you know that that shot my my fantasy teams in the foot right right off the bat because I drafted him him uh, Swift on all three of my teams. Yeah. Yeah, like I think a lot of people had that problem. Yeah, and then literally the next day, sign Adrian Peterson. Now they're not going to use him. Uh, almost two to one in carries, at least at the start of the year. It was really upsetting. Yeah, makes you wonder why. I I think Patricia got lost in the name, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that they had Patricia. What a what a jabroni he was. Yeah, another uh, another failed. Another another dead branch on the uh, the Belichick coaching yeah. tree. He must hold all those secrets tight, man, or something. I don't get it. I I really just believe that he's the type of guy that you know he does his thing his way, and I mean we've seen it before. If you don't like it, there's the fucking door, and it's great to want to be that guy, but you have to actually be that guy. You know, you can't say my way. Right. Or there's the door, and then be like, well, fuck you, I don't want your way. Yeah, well, you're my best defensive player, so please. That's not how that works. Yeah. So. It's, Who knows? I mean, players players might not want to hear it from. I don't know. You get to tell how it's portrayed. And like you said, if you're not actually buying into it yourself, as you're saying it, people see right through it. Absolutely. So I think the uh, the first thing that I would like your opinion on is where does Deshaun Watson land? Deshaun Watson. I mean, honestly, I thought we'd know by now. I'm impressed and also very curious as to how long they're going to hold out to try and not move him. Like, do they really think I, I, he certainly, I buy his confidence that I don't think he'll play if he really comes down to it. So I, they have to do something with him, but where he goes, I, that scares me because we have to talk about my division way more than I want to. But at the same time, I think you could give the Jets to Sean Watson and they would still be a nightmare. I pray to all hell that he doesn't go to Miami. That scares me because they're not bad. Tua is bad. We we talked about it a little bit uh, a few weeks back, and I don't remember if it was you, Austin, Nick. I don't remember who was on with me. But my whole thing is... Uh, you know, listen, I got a lot of hosts. It, it's to make the name easy. drops. Listen, it's it's to make your guys' lives easier. No, I I'm love. The o- it. I'm the only one that's got to be here every week. Everybody else gets to rotate. So, oh, you're regular, my man. You're this it's your show. That's your logo behind you. I don't know. Looks good <laughs> on you, by the way. That's great work. You know, I, I'm I'm learning things. I'm moving up. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't put the video on today because I'm in this weird white white room. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I. I any team like the, the, like a Watson trade to me feels like what me and you talked about all those years ago back in 2018 about what the Khalil Mack trade was. He better be the last piece because if he's not, 
you are destroying your franchise for the next four years because of what the price tag they're talking about giving him and the contract he brings with him. Yeah. um, Most likely I agree with that. I guess the only saving grace is if you sell your, your farm for something, you're at least doing it for the most important franchise position. So, I mean, we could, what we said was the defensive end was never going to win me a Super Bowl. Right. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to make this Hail Mary of a move, I can support it just because of the position that you're doing it. And I don't think that you're like, I think when the Vikings sold out for Kirk Cousins, how they did, that was incredible to me. I understood why they did it because it was the position, but I don't think he warranted that. And I think he just happened to be the right guy at the right time. They needed, they needed it. And he was just good enough to ask for it. Right. This is, I mean, this guy, I would, I can, if you did it, I can say, yeah, I understand that. I can justify that because you're giving it to someone who I think is proven far and above what we would consider Kirk Cousins to be. Absolutely. I, I guess, I guess my, my thought on that would be like, you know, if like, like you said, if he goes to the jets, the jets are still going to suck. They're not going to be like, they'll be better, but they're not going to contend. Yeah. With yeah. To your point, if to do that with a team, that's that bad they would set themselves so back that Watson's career would be over by the time they recovered from the move. So yeah, somebody's going to sell out for it. They should be able they need to be able to win within the next three to four years. Those places need to be there because obviously you're going to give away draft capital that you're going to be hamstrung for a bit. So I agree with you in that regard. And that, that led me to like Miami being in that conversation for it. Like that, that team is very, very close. They are good. They are that, you know, we, we saw them twice this year, their downfalls were one game of Fitz being Fitz late and one game of Tua not being good. Uh, Yeah. Their downfall was not playing Fitz for a whole season. Right. Uh, But so, and I'm sorry, but if if Fitz can take you to the playoffs and potentially win a game, then yeah, Deshaun Watson, I think makes you a Super Bowl contender. And the way I look at that is with the price tag that they're talking for this young man, for this guy. And I mean, it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a, a cheap price by any means, you know, they're talking three potentially up to three first round draft picks, which Miami has this year um, or they have two this year and then one next year uh, and two defensive studs plus possibly more, um, yeah, you know what, if I, like, you want my two, like, you want two defensive studs, you're weakening the thing that kept me and what, I mean, the, that, that defense won them two game, two to three games this year. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're weakening that and you're not going to have any, any way to replace or build around what you had. So you are getting the boost at quarterback and eventually Gusecki's going to want to get paid and Parker's going to want to get paid and you're picking up a huge contract and like, there's a lot there. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, the, the, the team, Fitz is a free agent too. So do you want to keep a backup? You keep it keeping Tua. Right. And, and <laughs> that, like that Tua Tua has been linked to part of that deal. So no, you're not keeping Tua. Yeah, which means you need a backup and Fitz is going to ask for a price because and Tua is cheap and, and theoretically in quarterback terms because he's on a rookie contract. Absolutely. So if you ship if you ship him away, then you're gonna try and pay somebody. $10 million probably for a year. 
And that's going to be guaranteed. The man's old. He's going to – I mean, Fitz isn't going to play for anything but a one-year fucking guaranteed contract. Absolutely. So, like, the, I mean, the two the two teams that kind of scare me the most if you were to go there as far as, like, it makes you an automatic contender would be the Ravens because I think he automatically puts them over the hump without hesitation. Like, sell the farm, get him, and win the next two or three. Yeah, because – yeah, Deshaun is what Lamar wants to be. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then uh, San Francisco, because yeah. there's a lot of athletes over there, and that defense is very good. Yeah, and their window is going to close. They got to figure out what they're doing with their boy Jimmy G because he is not the answer. No, and there have been a lot of ties of him potentially going back to New England because Billy Boy was high on him. Um. You know, and that, yeah, and now that Kraft has done circle jerking in the Chinese places, maybe get his mind right and get him back. Right. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, you look through all this and this is this is going to be one of the most interesting years for quarterbacks as a whole. Uh, I was just seeing a thing. Oh, it's nuts. I was just seeing a thing, too, about how. um You know, like at first, like with all these trades and hot quarterback moves, they were talking about guys that like you know, like a Marcus Mariota who could be, you know, potentially have a decent market this year. You know, he was a starter. Then he sat, maybe he grew a little bit, maybe he got a little bit better. Um, and now who knows, you know, what's, what's Jameis Winston going to do? Uh, there's been talk of moving of Carolina already moving on from Teddy Bridgewater so much so that he's been tied to trades with Christian McCaffrey to Houston for Watson. Like it's, it's, it's insane what people are talking about right now. I mean, I mean, I give the Texans credit for holding him ransom for everybody and their mother, because why not? I mean, everybody wants him. There's five teams in the NFL that don't want him. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends who you talk to. Like if you, if you listen to Nick Wright, talk about football at all, which I don't know why you would, but Who's Nick you, Wright, he's the dude that hates Josh Allen. Oh, I knew the answer, but I just I wish we would stop saying his name. So for our eighteen thousand listeners or whatever we have now, I forgot. But nobody needs to hear Nick Wright's name, so I'm just never going to say it again. That's fair. I boycott. Uh, He's canceled. Cancel uh, no, culture. No, he is the first inductee of the 2021 suck list. Oh man, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh man. Lock of the week, Nick Wright. You suck. Oh, who did it? Who did it? I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Whoever did it, congratulations. You, you got me. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel unprepared. I didn't even bring anyone to the suck list today. I'm sure at some point this conversation will piss me off and I'll find one, but that's here nor there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Um but I mean he when that that's asshole a, was, that's crazy talk, McCaffrey, huh? Ooh. Yeah. And like so and when when you're talking about Watson uh, the jackass who shall no longer be named, but is firmly number one on the 2021 suck list right is um, like he, he basically said, unless you have Brady Mahomes or Rogers, you want Watson. And I heavily disagree. Like, listen, yes. It, like there are not many teams who do not want that guy, but I, I, I feel like there's more than three. Yeah. I did say five. It's a short list, but I there's no reason. 
there's no reason to think I'm, I'm even looking at that. I would, I'd be, I'd be absolutely shocked. That's an understatement. Oh, I mean, do I, do I put it past Bean to make a phone call? No, but out of sheer due diligence, and I hope he never says anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think like because he he's that guy that like of course you know we all, we always kick the tires on any any player we you know we we do our due diligence so on and so forth like quarterback available now we're good yeah due, due, I, due diligence done that's you want that, what all right i'll see you later <laughs> like hey hey man did you hear i heard we're good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yes i i'm well, rogers there's five five teams everybody everybody else i can understand which is uh, that's incredible. Uh, that's absolutely incredible. I understand that it's like the hardest position in the world to fill, but I feel like it's never been. Obviously, it's never been in such flux. And I wonder if it's almost watered down at this point. I mean, there's like a top chunk right now, and then I think a lot of gray area. Yeah, it's, I don't even I can't even make four tiers out of it. I think it's two tiers, one tier and then everybody else is just mudding around in the soup pool. I, I feel like I can do three. And, I could. Yeah, I could. And, I guess I, I'm probably being a little dramatic that I could. Now I'm thinking about Stafford and what I just said about him and I'm about to put him in muddy water. That's unfair. So, yeah, let's make it three tiers. Well, and so you like, and a lot of it, aside from Stafford, really, who's you know probably the established vet on, on in the category, everybody else is like up and coming with a ton of potential. Yeah, you, you, unproven. Like, that's, that's that's where you put Herbert. That's where you put Burrow. That's you know those guys. Like those those guys aren't muddy water yet, but they're. I need a bigger body of work. Like I still think Lamar's muddy water, even Absolutely. though people would probably cut my head off for it. Listen, I've I've been called a racist because I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I don't get it. Right. We're, are you the Oreo in that? Apparently. Jeez, <laughs> who rates this show? Um, uh, <laughs> we don't I mean, just a, say it. That, that that I mean, can we talk about how nonsensical that is? First of all, the, initially it's nonsensical to to assume that racism was a part of not liking Lamar Jackson in the first place. I mean, I whatever. I don't know how you get there. I'm not even going to pretend to wonder how you got there because I have no clue when I say that how it could ever be taken that way. So entertaining it is just stupid. Secondly, they're both black in this argument specifically. So what? Right. I'm. I don't understand. <laughs> and and, uh, and and so 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 the world. And I hears... like one black person more than another. <laughs> is that racist? Is that how that works? Because now I really I'm nervous about life. So and, and and so for our listeners out there, for for the for the for the tens of thousands of you allegedly money, money, um, it the way this conversation went was a, a, an account on Instagram was say was putting out all divisional teams, and for that division they put Lamar as the quarterback, and I said literally every quarterback in the division is better than Lamar, and when you talk about it. It's Baker, who, when he has a good running game and play action, is good. Big Ben, who's a Super Bowl champion. And Burrow, who is up and coming and proved he can do cool stuff with his arm as a quarterback. Oh, and then you put a really good offensive line in front of him so he's not getting murdered. Yeah, 
every quarterback in the division would be a better pick there. And I was told, we all know that why that's the case. And I said, don't, I literally replied to the dude and said, don't get it twisted. You put Deshaun Watson on that, like on the, on the Ravens. And he 100% takes that spot without question. And the dude goes, yeah, but you're still a racist. What? <laughs> what? What? Like, no. I, I, we, me and you have had the conversation that I, like, I believe Deshaun might really make a push for the argument that he may be the most talented overall quarterback in the NFL. That's a bold claim. I mean, he, he's, he's shown it physically. Yeah. And I, I the thing that I, mean, I, I, had to, I had to watch him do it to me in a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> He, he can do, when you talk about like the top four or five guys and he's in that grouping, he may not throw the ball as hard or as far as uh, Josh or Mahomes, but I don't think he's that far off though. He's not like he can do everything. Those guys can do. He's mobile. He can escape. He makes plays like he's a, he's a baller. He's, he's a gamer. He's like, he can take a team down, put a team on his back and win a football game. And you know, the, the things that you could say that like, you know, is he going to run, is he going to run over a linebacker than a defensive uh, defensive tackle? No. Is he going to make a miss? Yes. Is he going to get hit and stay on his feet? Yes. You know, is, is he going to make plays happen and extend plays with his feet and then make an impossible throw? Yes. Oh, and I think he reads defenses better than both of them. Intelligent. Yeah, you, like, I mean, do you remember those post game press conferences last year? I mean, oh my, like a the, surgeon. The, he, he sounded like I, a surgeon explaining what he just did in the, in, the, in, in the OR. I was watching the TV with my mouth open half the time, listening to him talk about it. It was incredible. It, like, like what? He's just moving his hands. And, I mean, I felt bad for the reporters. I'd rather talk to <laughs> Bill Belichick, I think. He's just going to tell me nothing. Right. And this guy probably made their brain hurt. <laughs> it, like, it, sorry it, I asked, Deshaun. My bad. <laughs> you want some Skittles? Can we go talk to that guy again? Where's, yeah. where's, where's, where's Marshawn? Where's Skittles? <laughs> oh God. The next big question I have for you to get off the, uh, off the quarterback train. Yeah. That could never end. Oh, uh, no kidding. Is... I was just going through the list of QB free agents. I'm like, Oh my God, we could talk about this for a year. Oh, and we're, we're <laughs> going to, we're going to roll it back in a minute, but, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, we, we were talking before we hit the record button that, uh, it, it appears allegedly as though the three front runners currently for the JJ Watt sweepstakes are the Titans, the bills and the Packers. Uh, I would like to hear your thoughts on that whole shebang. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, obviously. Um, the Titans, I'm not sure what that poll is there. I don't know if that's money or Brable. I mean, the Wisconsin one and Green Bay, you can tie those dots together. That's where the family comes from. Um, I think, obviously, we – he must think the Titans are a Super Bowl contender, I guess, because that's why they'd be in the mix, which is why I assume he, the Buffalo's in the mix as well, because I think – somebody asked me uh, – it was actually Ryan, he asked me, he goes, if you could take one person from the Super Bowl years, the Bills Super Bowl years, one player – to put on this team to get them over the hump to win a Super Bowl, who would it be? And without hesitation, it was Bruce Smith immediately. The only thing I don't have is an edge rusher to really finish this defense and make it hard on people because I just didn't have it up front. I had all the other pieces, so I wouldn't have taken Thomas, Reed, I, nothing. Just give me Bruce. 
So I think I'm a JJ Watt away from, you know, something real similar to that. Um, but I also, I am not ready to jump. Do I want them? Yes. There's other options though. And I'm very okay with some of these other options, especially like a guy named Bud Dupree who's going to come off a knee injury and probably need a cheaper contract because he's coming off a knee injury, but it's an absolute freak. Uh -huh. So do I love me some JJ Watt? Yes, but I am not, uh, not going to be mad if we don't get him. I'll be mad if we don't do anything, but I'm definitely open to other options is my opinion here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in the, I'm open for other options. The thing I like, and the, and I think the draw here is, you know, when you have, and you know, a, you, you talk about like the local radio shows and three years ago, you know, you'd be leaving a, um, you know, you, we would like, we'd be pulling out of the parking lot after a game. And it was after a tough loss. And you're like, oh, all this dude talks about is culture, culture, culture. Well, you know what? That culture is what's going to be bringing these dudes to my doorstep because this dude is that kind of cowboy. Oh, and you're going to play for a defensive-minded head coach. And you're going to fill into a spot where, you know what? You can, but don't have to play all three downs every snap of every game, which kind of protects you in your durability. And, uh, oh, um Every dude that's come here has been like, this is the place you want to play. And I'm sure somewhere the, like, oh, and you add in the fact that we're a contender. You add all that in together and you're going to hear a lot of guys saying like, oh, you know what? Maybe that's my, maybe that's my spot. Like you said, are there other options? Absolutely. Am I going to be upset if JJ Watt is the option we take? No, because part of the reason they let him out of his contract is because they know is his contract wouldn't would make it hard for them to move him because he was getting paid a lot and he has been banged up a little bit. So this was basically the, all right, dude, thank you for everything you've done. Go win a fucking ship. And yeah, my, I, I agree. He fits. That's the, my biggest appeal of JJ Watt. And he, he's got McDermott written all over him, which if you're, and I don't want to say revive a career, but if you're going to, finish one strong now that you had like this you know you have a great career and now you've just had a couple seasons with this little injury bumps and now that it's tarnishing your legacy but if you really want to stamp a legacy and make no one ever remember that you were hurt for two seasons yeah i could see this being that situation real quick yeah and i like i look at you know the the tennessee thing like their defense has been very good for two, a couple years now and you know, it, it got shown last year. If you don't, if, if Henry doesn't go for almost 200 yards, that team kind of sputters a little bit and we've shown we can win in multiple ways, sometimes on our defense, sometimes on our offense, sometimes on both and sometimes somehow on neither. But, uh, you know, the other thing wow. you, you, you talk quarterbacks about a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, the other side is you talk about green Bay and I'm pretty sure if green Bay goes and makes a move for anybody other than offensive help. Rogers is gonna quit. <laughs> so Oh man. That's a good point. <laughs> just That's a good just, point. Just saying. And but, uh, I always forget about the goat. Uh -huh. Oh, that's right. It's Aaron Rodgers. The kid. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. What a playoff game, you jabroni.
fucking goat. I don't want to hear anyone ever call him the goat again. Fuck that. God, I knew I told you I was going to get pissed off if we talk long enough. <laughs> I can't put him on the stock list. He doesn't suck, but no. damn, he's not the goat, and I hate it. <laughs> no. Uh, Pete, speaking oh. of speaking of other guys that aren't the goat, uh, reports coming out that the Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger have agreed to continue his tenure with the team as a quarterback, and a restructuring will be in the works to allow that to be a th- be a thing. Uh, we got the wet noodle on the six foot five behemoth coming back for another year. And, uh, I, I threw it out there the other night, the other day when I heard it, that it was another, another year of mediocrity from the Steelers. Bold prediction. Big Ben comes back strong. What I will say, and I saw this, I'm going to relate this to something that I saw a couple years ago. His name was Brett Fabre. It's one of my faves. And he went to that team, Minnesota, and I watched his arm die as the year went on. And it happened late. But I also remember my man Favre came off an injury that didn't allow for a proper offseason. Similar to my man Big Ben here, who looked good from the start, and then his arm died. I think he get an offseason under his fat ass. I think he's got a year left in him, and it could be uh, – I, I, if he comes back, and he gets his shit together, I think he can be stronger than what he was. But my bold prediction is the Steelers win the division next year. Oh, dear. Margus traded, too. Not right. Maybe not, but whatever. I mean, if Lamar can't beat Big Ben on his dying deathbed, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, it, it's just – it feels similar to me, you know, far and obviously far retired, but uh, if – if somebody's going to come back and, you know, if you want it bad enough, we've seen him get himself into shape. That arm was there. It just didn't last, which means he didn't have his legs under him, you know, and that's conditioning and stuff. So, but that's, he didn't have an off season. He was, well, he did, I guess, but coming off of surgery and you're rehabbing on certain things, I'm sure the donuts helped. So if he gets his ass in shape, I think we might see something different. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to it because seeing what he was at the end of the year and seeing how he deteriorated. It was sad. It really was. Like, that that was watching that dude that, like, you know, you've seen it a million times. Guy wants the ball. Guy wants the ball. And it's just not there. And you just don't have the heart to tell him. So you're hoping that, like, after the season's over, he's going to look at you like, yeah, it's time. But now he's looking at you going like, no, I got more. And you hope that you hope he's right. Because if he's not, it, like, this, you know, th- this is likened to when we had the uh, the old rusty vet behind the plate of our baseball team, and I thought <laughs> I was going to have to take him behind the woodshed and put the bullet in him after all those years and all those innings behind the dish, and it turned out he just needed fucking uh, fucking glasses. But <laughs> I don't know if this is the same type of easy fix, but uh... <laughs> just needed glasses. <laughs> oh man, when was the last time you got an eye exam, sir? Oh, I didn't maybe realize... ben, maybe Ben needs glasses. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't realize the. Uh, you know, didn't didn't realize that the LASIK wore off. What? Oh J- Jameis, is that incredible. you? Uh, How many so... thumbs does Jameis Winston have? His hands are weird. Never mind. Don't answer that. <laughs> Remember, we don't edit the show. You have to watch what you say. Right. Listen, I did. What was it? Ra- Am I getting racially <laughs> challenged here? What's happening? No, I, like you can't make fun of people for deformities. Make one thumb comment, and you're racist for life. I didn't say anything about race. It's a deformity thing. 
right. I, I was put a caution on this or something. <laughs> this this show is rated TVMA. Don't worry, we're not even on TV. Good, good. We overprotected ourselves. We we do, and uh, if you remember, if if you guys go back and watch our YouTube uh, episodes. We there was an episode where I put a TV 14 up in the corner to start it, and then we said something and I changed it to TVMA. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that stuff. So I, I actually, uh, I actually missed doing some of that, but it took forever. Yeah, I missed too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't care about that, I just got to watch the fun after. So, yeah, so uh, we're gonna play a uh tag or toss. So, I'm, oh. gonna, read, I'm gonna read through some uh. Some internet agents. Game? No, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to read through some free agents, and I want to know if, if the team is, is this Tinder for dudes. Is that what tag or toss is? Is this grinder? No, grinder's grinder. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. That was good. Grinder's uh, grinder. <laughs> oh, all right. Tag or toss. Give tag it to me. Give me the rules. Tag or toss. Uh, I'm going to read you a free agent. And obviously, if you, uh, I'm going to assume you're going to know who the team is that they play for, and you're going to tell me if that team tags them, tosses them, or you could potentially say other. No, so, I mean I'm okay with one or the other. I, yeah. I mean, who wants the middle? Who wants option C? I don't want this wishy-washy nonsense. Yeah, nobody likes the gray area. There's two. Yeah. There's two classes. Either you're awesome or you suck. I'm going to sound stupid either way. Let's do it. Dak Prescott, tag or toss. Oh, I thought this was going to be easy. There's nothing um, easy. Okay, am I? Can I get a perspective? Am I like the general manager of the team when I answer these questions? Yeah, let's go from if you were the GM. If you were the okay, because I need to wonder what how I'm looking at this. Because I mean, if, from a fan, I I want Dak to leave Dallas because I think Dallas sucks. So I need to know if I'm answering from Jerry's view or yeah, no, this, um, this is what what you think the team would do, not what not what you as a fan would do. Uh, and to put yeah. some perspective, it would it's expected to cost cost Dallas thirty seven point three million to tag him again because he gets a twenty percent raise off the figure a year ago. Yeah, um, sensibly, it's a toss, and not because not because of his athletic talent by any means, but I think that relationship is definitely broken as well. And uh, while I am probably higher on deck than I think some other people are, the numbers he's looking for, I think are ridiculous. So uh, you can take a hike. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, Dak is has like Dak and Dak proved me heavily wrong at the start of last year. If uh, anybody who anybody was listening back then, I, you know, put my bold claim that uh, the red rocket would be starting by week six and he was, but not for the reasons that I said, um, I just don't know how you garner that type of paycheck coming off a huge injury. And I mean, they didn't commit to him before last year. And now like they're in that impossible position of looking like shit because of it. But they, they need to rebuild. That's all there is to it because they're in a rock and a hard place. Pan Zeke, who is like Carlos Williams going to eat his way right out of the fucking league. And they're just going to be sitting on dead weight. It's just they need to restart, and Jerry needs to swallow his pride and move on. Um, which is interesting. A uh, little side note here: I saw a thing the other day that even though Zeke was only drafted in 2016, he leads all active running backs in yardage since 2014. 
well, when you have two two monster seasons, I mean, you get a head start, I guess. Right. This NFL, there's not a lot of feature back, so I can, I mean, I can understand, but still, if still you look fun. at the last two years, get out of here. Absolutely, uh, especially with his fumble problems last year. Yeah, I I think he's got the uh, the heart of Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> that's a that's a low blow. That sure is a low blow. He Although talks not, a good game though in that Hall of Fame speech. Sure does. Who's next? Uh, Allen Robert Allen Robinson, Chicago Bears wide receiver. Chicago Bears wide receiver. Um, I mean, if I get Deshaun Watson, then yeah, I'm tagging his ass. If I can't, no. Yeah, that because. One hundred percent. I'm the Bears, and I also need to restart. Like I don't have a quarterback. Sorry. Yeah, who's who's throwing me the football? Like, why are you tagging wide receiver if you don't have a dude that can chuck the rock? Correct. I mean, and I don't. Maybe a little over my head in what a franchise tag would be for him in regards to their other salary needs, but I just don't. I don't get tagging a wide receiver if I don't have a quarterback. That's never made sense to me. It didn't make sense to me when we were doing things like that here bringing in offensive weapons without having a franchise. As far as I'm concerned, scrubs can go out there until I find a quarterback. I don't care. You know, and it's, I'm not convinced that like you need to tag a guy like that. I mean, like, is he good? Absolutely. Is he like, I'm looking he at is their lone bright spot over there, but that's, I guess my other point is he's the lone bright spot. Right. I, at that point, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not tagging anybody really. I just, I want talent. Yeah. And I mean, he's talented, but like, why waste the money? You know, if you're, you're going to waste the money there and not be able to spend it elsewhere, especially again, we, I mean, we talked about the, the big trade that put him in a bad spot for three years ago. Uh, you're not going to help the cause by tagging somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a toss for me. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Uh, yeah. Uh, from the outside looking in quick on a roster, I mean, you just won it. So I support the tag because that's a, uh, a clear piece. And I know because the next question is probably going to be Antonio Brown, which I'm tossing. Uh, I'll just do that for you. I don't know if he's on the list, but they have, they're both free agents and I'm taking one over the other. I want Godwin, not Brown. I mean, who knows what Brady feels about that, but if I tag Godwin, I still hold him around. You can extend him, and Godwin's young, and Brown to me is I'm still talented, but I, if I'm looking to win for years, uh, I'm sticking with Godwin. Well, and you know, the, the thing with Brown, too, is he's one really, really, he's one bad day away from being out of the league again, so. Yeah, exactly, because he's going to have no, no ground to stand on if he does any sort of thing wrong. The, uh, the interesting side of that is by tagging Godwin, uh, that would almost odds-on mean that Shaq Barrett and Levante David hit the, hit the open market. I mean, you got to start with those, man. I don't pay attention enough for that. Oh, well, and, and that's the interesting thing. Like, So in, in the article I'm reading, uh, Godwin is a no-brainer franchise tag because it's because he's Brady's favorite target. Uh, despite his low production later in the season. Um, but they wouldn't be able to tag him and tag Barrett and David, obviously. And those two dudes are going to want 
a decent chunk of change to stick around and it's they have a lot of a lot of cap space but um you know not enough to hang on to all three of them so good i'm glad i the article agreed with me i know they wrote the article after i said it so that was good it'd be feel good right they actually used your take to, to to put it out there yeah, I mean, I didn't get a request if that was okay, but I mean, whatever they agreed, so <laughs> that's fine with me. Fine with me. Um, the next one on the list is uh, Taylor Moten, the tackle from Carolina. Um, he's a right tackle. I support, I support all tags of all offensive linemen. Agreed, and that's I support just me. that all day. I, if I you support- have to have the conversation about tagging a man, he's obviously in some sort of cornerstone, and offensive line will forever be a cornerstone for me tagging that. One of the better right tackles in football is how he's described. Yeah. 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 I support them. Uh, Kenny Galladay, receiver from the Lions. Oh, the poor Lions. Um, I don't know. You feel good about golf? Sure. I mean, you got to give him something to throw to, right? Unless uh, unless the Bears let I mean, Robinson I don't... walk and you make that play. I don't think golf is great, but I'd put him, you know, at the top of the muddy water or up there somewhere. Obviously, he's shown he can do things. He needs a run game. He is a play-action quarterback, so he's going to need help. But, yeah, you need someone to throw to. He's good enough to throw the ball. He's got arm talent. It's just – I don't think reading a defense is his forte, which is why I think he is – excels in play-action. Because play action typically is a one to two read thing when you come out of that because you don't have the time for it. I think that simplifies things for quarterbacks. So, I mean, most people thrive when you have a run game and can do play action. That's just science, straight science. Right. So, yeah, I think if they like golf in any sense of the word, they should. Makes sense to me. Uh, We are hitting the next tier. Um, So... This is going to be where it gets interesting because these are more um, not your typical big play position players, but still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like Justin Simmons from the Broncos, he's a safety. Uh, He was their franchise tag last year. And this year he earned second team all pro football focus honors. And I don't know how much, uh, you know, how much weight we put on pro football focus, but. Just throwing it out there for you. Depends on the day. Uh, Broncos. Broncos are an interesting team. I like the idea just because I think their defense is their strong suit. And, I mean, obviously their quarterback is in flux, which means they'll be drafting, I assume. If not, if I, not drafting maybe this year, but I think they're this is Locke's final audition for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't stick with that much longer. I almost wouldn't be surprised if they take if like if a guy falls if they don't take a shot, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I mean we we both saw for a couple of years you know the the idea behind keeping a keeping your defense stout to help your offense stay in games until you figure that side out. So I, I support it one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it's not easier to stain. A defense, just feel, I don't know, maybe it feel, to me it feels easier to keep a defense around longer. I think the offensive window is usually shorter because 
the positions I think demand a little bit more money, especially the quarterback position. So I'd always feel better about keeping my defense strong because it keeps me in games, even if my quarterback is lesser until I find my quarterback answer. Kind of how the Bills did. We had a great defense and now we found our quarterback and we built around him a little bit more because we, I mean, now you found the talent to do so, but I don't think you stack your offense until you actually have the man to stack it with. I wholeheartedly agree. Sorry, I was reading something. I fucking got lost for a second. I got um, lost too. I thought we were all just, you know, hanging out in the dry wind. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was trying to get an idea of, uh, of how many more we had coming up, and I'm going to skip a few here and there just to, for the sake of time. Um, the next two are right in line here. So Carl Lawson, defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Uh, that's, I mean, I, I'm almost the same thing to me. Not that I think, I think Burrow is better than Locke, but I'm building a defense over there unless, cause that offensive line obviously needs a revamp. So there's no one to waste my time with over there. So if I'm looking to help my offense, I help my defense. Cause you're going to be drafting O line. I hope if you're Cincinnati to try and hold your man up. So sure. I support defensive tags there. Uh, Marcus May, New York Jets safety. <laughs> I laugh and uh, I laugh because they're the Jets. And <laughs> to to put this uh, politely, I don't care. They can do whatever they want to. It's going to be wrong. That's just it's wrong. So tag it, tag it. Don't tag it. It's wrong. Whatever. We're the Jets. I'm going <laughs> to fuck it up. <laughs> so so does that mean you don't believe in uh, Robert Saleh? Uh, that actually is very untrue. I do believe in Robert Slade, but unfortunately there are people above him that are still going to make decisions. So he, he might soften the blow of their shitty mistakes, but he's going to have a hard time doing it. Uh, but yes, I'm glad you brought his name up. I'm a big fan of him and I'm not happy he's in our division. Uh, let's do two more i'm going to try to pick some complicated ones and then we'll uh we'll wrap this uh, we'll wrap this episode up because you know it's nfl heavy and it's not nfl season so uh aaron jones running back from the packers um running back tags how do i feel about running back tags i like them um typically because running backs have such a short shelf life that any year could be the last. So I don't want to pay running backs. Now I understand that you're going to pay that average salary, but you're only doing it for one year. You're not tied into contracts. He was a big part of the running game. I think he was huge for Rodgers. I think that would, I mean, obviously again, I'm not in depth with everybody's roster, but from that quick glance, I like, I like a running back tag. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, and so I'm interested. Johnu Smith is a big one. Um, he's, in my opinion, very good, but underutilized in that offense. And Hunter, yeah. Hunter Henry fits the same category, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense to me. I agree with that. I agree with that a lot. Hunter Henry is going to be super interesting. Yeah. 
Um, other interesting names on the list that we're not going to go over right now. Uh, Anthony Harris. There's uh, so many. Larry Ojengobi, Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Judon, um, Hassan Riddick, Trey Hendrickson, Bud Dupree, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Curtis Samuel, two offensive linemen from the Patriots in Thune and Andrews, but the big one that I need your opinion on, our boy, Matt Milano. Matt Milano. Uh, that one's hard for me because I wasn't high on him. And so I've just, I've had to accept the fact that I, he must be better than I think he is because I think he's proven enough. So I have to agree that at minimum he's above average. I like continuity. So in that regard, I like the idea. Are you asking if we're tagging or should we sign him for a deal? Tag, sign, or toss. I'll give you the option on that one. Tag, sign, or toss. Um, I'm going to rank them because it's a. I want to. I I want to say sign, but I don't want to overpay for them. So I'm going to rank it and say sign if I can do it for the right money. I think I'm okay with tagging them. My last, I don't want to toss them but I'm not going to overpay for him. And I don't think Bean will either. So that's it. That's, I gave you my heart's wishes in that regard. How's that? (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, The thing that's interesting about it is because he's a linebacker, um, the tag for him would be very high. Yeah. Especially considering he's not, a pass rusher. So he'd be in a category with like Khalil Mack as far as, because Mack is considered a linebacker and Milano doesn't bring that type of play to the field. No, that means I'm going to pay for somebody who can cover a running back out of the backfield as opposed to sack quarterback. So that if that's worth it, but I mean, he, we noticed the difference when he was off the field. So that's, that's the worst part. Like I want to not, be okay with it, but at the same time, our defense was clearly different without him. It was annoying. Uh, <laughs> a couple, a couple quick fun stats. I believe the uh, the official number on it was there was an eighteen point swing when Milano was on the field versus off the field. Uh, I don't know. I know that was like at, at a certain point in the season. I don't know if that changed at all after the. Uh, it looked like the Bills figured out a better way to use AJ Klein. And it looked like they used AJ Klein more like the run stuffing middle linebacker who lined up outside and uh, our boy Edmonds as the more coverage type player. Um, Obviously with the athleticism of both of them, they're better when they're together than just one dude being one way and one dude being the other. But uh, even on it, it kind of looks like the report that I'm reading here is that um, Milano may think he's going to get more than he'll actually get offered on the market. And it could lead to the bills being able to sign him again. Ah, like he gets a little dose of humble pie and says, okay, let me stick with my boys in the below. Take a little bit bit of a home down discount. Look like he's doing everybody a favor. No less. Yeah. That's what you sell him on too. It's like, listen, buddy, you look like the hero here. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's kind of what the, uh, what the idea is there is that they, they basically look at and say, you know, you're not going to get 
blitzing outside linebacker money or stud interior, you know, run stuffing inside linebacker money because that's you're neither one of those guys. So here's what here's what you're worth to people. And then the bill's like, well, we value you more than that. So here's a little bit more than that, but less than you wanted. So yeah. And then just tell them like we'll call the Buffalo News. We'll say that you did us a favor because you wanted to win a championship. And the fucking wing faithful will be sucking your dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the kind of the move there. So that's that's what the report was saying, at least. I like it. Yeah, and if, you know, of course, that's why they call it testing free agency because you know you never know what you're going to get. It's like a <laughs> box of chocolates. Mm, yummy. <laughs> uh, so that kind of wraps up our to date uh, NFL offseason. As more crazy, wild, stupid things happen, of course, we'll uh, we'll be bringing bringing it back in and talking about it and, you know, switching up with you and Austin while me and Nick battle out the hockey stuff. Uh, we'll have to come back when the uh, official league year starts. Yeah, that'll, that'll be probably the next one. I'll actually, I might even try to get you and Austin on that episode for our, our uh, heavy NFL conglomerate. And again, to give Nick a, a week off here, cause he's working harder with the tits on ice. So always the tits on ice. Got to have chili tits, chili tits, chili tits, nipples up. Nipples up. Uh, anything else for the good of the order there, big guy? I don't think so, man. I think uh, everyone's sick of my voice. I know I am. Well, I never get sick of your voice, and I love having you on, so I appreciate you joining me this week. Uh, and for those of you who do pay attention to both the NFL and the Tits on Ice, uh, if you go over to our Teespring store, which the link is on the bottom of the show notes, if no matter where you're listening to the show, uh, you can order the new brand new drop of merch that we put out which is the show me your tits uh t-shirt uh we have t-shirts hoodies masks tank tops and masks. Uh, oh my god oh god yeah the front the the mask you just got a mask that says show me your tits and i'm a bartender you didn't tell me about it just dropped buddy just dropped oh just my dropped. god i hope we get a hometown discount you got a, a vip code or something uh, I'll see what I can do for you. I can't put, that, <laughs> can't, can't put that out on the show, but uh, that's true. We can't give everybody the goods. So uh, feel free to check out the show us your tits merch. And uh, of course, on the back, it does say that it is the totally indisputable team ranking systems, despite what Manu tries to tell us. Um, and you can check that out, rep your boys and tell people to, sh- you know, when, especially when they try to tell you that their team is better than yours, just tell them to show them their tits. So yeah, show us your tits. That's great. What, what advertising that's yeah, money. A, Good for you. Marketing writes itself. So uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> God guys. knows this show does it. Woo-hoo. No, we, we don't write a goddamn thing. Off so, the cuff. Uh, thank, <laughs> thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, it's been a, a fun episode getting back with my main man, Taylor here. And we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We look forward to hearing or having you guys hear us next week on Hats, Stats, and Stats. Hats, Stats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.